Rise and shine. Wake up. Wake up. Rise and shine. Grab the brush. Put on a little makeup. Drag a comb across your head. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. To the, Tuesday, the King Me Tuesday show this week. You know it from the theme song by now. Surely you do. Surely. It's it's a King Me Babies where we take a look at uh, some adaptations that are part of the Dollar Baby program. Mm. What is that? What the, what the fuck's Dan on about now? What's it? This guy is always talking about this Dollar Baby thing. What is... <laughs> the fuck is he talking yeah. about of course of course you know the dollar baby theme song right but you don't know the premise of the show or what a dollar baby is well i'm here to tell you uh stephen king runs a program where you can uh license the rights to his to uh, some of his short stories uh for non-commercial adaptations so the idea is basically to support amateur student and like student filmmakers so they can get uh you know put some notches in their belts so to speak yeah some notches on their bed posts that's right some nachos in their platters <laughs> and we uh we take a look at them this is probably baby number babies well it's this week's a little unusual isn't well, it's it? a little different we're doing things a little different this week mm-hmm so uh so normally it's King Me Babies. Mm. This week it's King Me Babieses. Babieses? Because we're looking at two babies. <laughs> we got twins. And twins. Ugh, fuck. So <laughs> it's unusual for a couple reasons, I guess. Because not only are we looking at two short films, but for the first time in the history of this program. Yeah. We're going back. We're going back, baby. Back we, uh, to the well? <laughs> how about the lot? Ah, right? That's it. So we're watching Chapel Wait. We figure there there are plenty of, you know, there's a Chapel Wait, of course, is a prequel to Salem's Lot. Of course. Uh, One for the Road is a sequel mm. to Salem's Lot. And we, once upon a time, watched an adaptation starring of the the ice cream man himself the ice cream man of horror himself reggie bannister <laughs> uh and we figure what better time to take a look at some of the other adaptations was, was, we came across was while we were reggie bannister was in in that one adaptation right like the actual, yeah he was yeah yeah the the one we watched uh when we yeah the first one we watched right. was uh oh yeah star making performance by reggie <laughs> reggie b that's the thing about him is he's an actor. That's the thing about Reggie B. <laughs> That's the thing about Reggie B is that he's an actor first and a um, convention guest second, That's and right. not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think he lists the Mangler Reborn on his resume? Uh, hey, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to lift a finger. I will proudly do it for him. <laughs> Is he offer only at this point? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, in that he's offering to do the movies to undercut the the uh, the union rate. Yeah, yeah, that's his offer. Yeah, he he will scab for uh, for for paycheck. Scabby Bannister. (laughs) Oh, that would be a good element for a horror story. 
scabby banister? Yeah, you're going down the stairs and you look at the banister and it's scabby. Oh, gross. Oh, very gross. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about such gore, are we? <laughs> no. We're talking about One for the Rod, which is, as we said, the sequel to Salem's Lot. Um, basic premise. We're, we're dealing with some old timers in a bar. Tookie's Bar. Tookie. Uh, this and this is all. We're just going to recap how the short story kind of plays out. Yeah. So Tookie is the proprietor, and Tookie's in there, and his buddy Booth. Uh, there's a big snowstorm happening when a, an out of towner, a city slicker, uh, uh, stumbles in, and f- frozen near to death. Right, and so he's bad. saying, "Oh, please, my wife, my daughter, my wife, my daughter, my wife, uh, my wife, uh, my daughter." And uh, they, you know, they get him. He comes to. Uh, they ask him what happened. He explains that he was trying to get to, I don't know, fucking Portland or something. Mm. And he took uh, a little shortcut that he saw on the map, and it brought him through the town of Jerusalem's lot. And he drove into a snowbank because, guess what? No one's worried about plowing out Jerusalem's lot. It burned down two years ago. That's right. Made. In the chronology of the story, um, so you know there, uh, he's worried about his wife and daughter, Booth and Took. They uh, are Took, I guess. Everyone's saying Took in these. It, it videos is Took. There's a somebody corrects him, but the guy, the first guy, keeps saying Took, like yeah. a like a Canadian hat. I see. <laughs> or uh, what I call a toucan. Yeah. I'm very busy. No, but it's more like. A, uh, like uh, Lord of the Rings, fool of a took. Uh, well, not this took. He's no, he's no fool. He's no fool. So they go out into the snowstorm with uh, with this out of towner. Uh, they get to Jerusalem's lot. They find the car. It has been abandoned. Out of towner starts freaking out. He's like, "Where's where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who will be my role model now that my role model is gone? Gone." Um. But the, lo and behold, his wife does become a, a roly-poly bat-faced girl. She's been turned <laughs> into a vampire. <laughs> and yeah, we, Paul Simon, I feel like, uh, comes up on this podcast quite a bit. You're a big Simon head, right? I'm I'm a I'm a long time Simon guy, and I'm a little embarrassed by it because because of all the more his... I learn because of him, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he's a jerk. Yeah. He's a he's a total jerk. He, he's a little jerk. <laughs> He's a little, yeah, he's just running around being a little tiny jerk. Yeah. Uh, he, I think most notably, the the biggest jerk move he ever pulled was um, violating the cultural embargo on South Africa during apartheid. <laughs> yeah, that's right? a big one, I guess. He was like, he was like, actually, it's more important that I make my Afri- my world music album. Yup. Uh, world <laughs> and, music. And look, is Graceland an absolute stone cold classic? Of course. You bet your ass it is. It's incredible. Yep. Um, did it help? No. No. Did little Steven, does little Steven claim to have um, convinced some anti-apartheid um, militant groups not to murder Paul Simon while he was in the country. Wait, li- little Stephen Van Zandt? That's right. What? <laughs> yes. 
He, the way he tells it, I mean, like, like, uh, like he's on the Sopranos, like he's, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Sill. And yeah. He's, and he's being, uh, Paul Simon's consigliere, <laughs> being <laughs> intermediary. No, he, he's more of a consigliere for these, these militant, oh. these, yeah, these African militant groups in South Africa, anti-apartheid <clears throat> groups. And to hear him tell it. There was like a hit list that Paul Simon ended up on because of all of his uh, <laughs> his Graceland shenanigans, and he had to be like, "Hey, come on, hey, he's not worth the bullet it would take to kill him." <laughs> but yeah. like Paul Simon, like uh, Simon and Garfunkel, you're like mm-hmm. oh, the sound of silence, Mrs. Robinson. Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, he was killed by. Uh, <laughs> By South African militia for making Graceland. Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know how these things go. I mean that, uh, that that's that would be like uh, I don't know. That that sounds like one of those VH1 countdown things, like craziest way. You know, like uh, Marvin Gaye. You know, was shot by his father. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that would be like number four. Paul Simon right. being killed by uh, yeah, South African. Uh, Hal Sparks riffing on Paul Simon's <laughs> death at the hand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Still clearing out some of that Montana dust, eh, Robbie? You know what? I don't know what's going on anymore. This could be, this could just be the way that I live now on, uh, from now Shit. on. Shit. Yeah. It's, Shit. It might be uh, like COVID related thing, just residual, like, my forever cough. I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. God, but, I hope not. Yeah, me too. It, it really fucks up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is no longer is the ideal medium. For right. You. We're going to have to convert to a blog. Yeah. We'll just have to be uh hilarious, uh, over chat. Uh, and I just, that, I just stopped doing it. I just have chat GPT jump in <laughs> as me. <laughs> I'm over here burning the candle at both ends, and everyone loves you more. <laughs> You're cracking jokes and chappy, ch- chappy, what? Chappy, chappy GT. Yeah, that's what I want. Chappy GT. <laughs> yeah, chappy Gran Turismo. Right. Crappy, uh, crappy. Crackle. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm just whole uh, up. This whole word cook. association thing has gone too far. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, I do want to talk about Gran crappy. Torino. <laughs> I well, no, Chappy. I said Turismo, like yeah. a race. Yeah, and that does seem like a good sequel, huh? What uh, Chappy Gran Turismo or yeah. Crappy <laughs> Gran Turismo? Cra- well, Crappy Gran Turismo. That's what I call Cars Two. Oof! Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't even get Please. me started. Mm. Cars Two. You, you want to hear my le- my letterboxed review of Cars 2? Oh, please. Um, uh, I've never uh, seen any of the Cars movies. So, um, yeah, I I'm, I know that people like the first one. They like Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, from what I understand, the sequels are no good. My, my letterboxed review of, I guess, either Cars 2 or Cars 3 mm-hmm. <laughs> could be... Um, it is often said that you cannot bottle lightning. Well, you might find you have an even harder time bottling lightning McQueen. One star. <laughs> One star. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's what happens in One for the Road. Right. They uh, find his family. His vamps. family is vampires. They kill the guy, and the two old men get away, and they return to the bar to die over the course of several years. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Took, the proprietor, it's said in the story, dies like two years after the events of the story. Mm-hmm. And the story itself is told from, uh, what we say his name is? Uh, Booth. Booth. It's told from Booth's perspective. Yeah. So he's still alive. Can I tell you? So. I, uh, uh, so, you know, we just read uh, Jerusalem's Lot, right? The prequel from Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, we're talking about One for the Road again, also from mm-hmm. Night Shift. Um, I really like the idea of these short stories that are like uh, just sort of at the edge of, you know, the bigger story, right? Like Salem's lot is the bigger story, right? But then you have, you have uh, Jerusalem's lot, which is like somewhat of a prequel, but also like its own thing. Right. Yeah. And this is much more of like a sequel, but it's still kind of its own thing. It's still kind of like, you know, we don't know any of these people. They're not from, the book Salem's Lot, like these are all new people. Um, totally, we just know that Salem's Lot is not a place you want to go, right? And, and like Jer- like Jerusalem's Lot, a bulk of the action is set in like an adjacent town, right? Like they go to Salem's Lot and things go horribly, but <laughs> right. mostly they're not actually there. But even when they go home, things aren't still aren't that great. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're scratching in the walls. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> now, Rob, yes. Do you remember what you ranked one for the road, the short story? I I remember liking it quite a bit. Um, I don't know, five, six. Rob? Yeah. You and I both ranked it number two. Hell yeah. To us, it is it is second only to Night Surf, the the goat. <laughs> the goat. The wet goat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Night Surf is really good. Another, like, uh, sort of side story, um, like a, almost like an annotation in the, in the margins of a story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I would love for Stephen King to just do a book of short stories that were like, like that for his larger books. You know? Like on the periphery, yeah. Yeah, that would be so, uh, I'd be really into that. How about another, um, Another Pennywise story? Sure. Why the hell not? That guy comes back every, was it, 27 years? years? 27 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, gobbling up kids, doing doing what he does. You could do a, uh, a Cujo side quest, <laughs> which is about the bat that escaped from the laboratory. What? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there, uh, on IMDb, if you look at like Stephen King and all of his credits or whatever, there has been this thing. It's like Cujo, some sort of like canine. It, Cujo is like an anagram for something. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it, it's basically like this military uh, canine unit of, I guess, monster dogs. That that's like the general premise. This doesn't exist. It, it's constantly in pre-production. You know, it's like one of those things on IMDb that never happens, but they just list it. Um, Wait, hold on. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There is a project 
called Cujo like C period, U period, J period, O period. Um, yes. And it's about a unit of militarized rabid dogs. I believe so. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, uh, this was, this was something this Stanley Kubrick famously was going to do this after oh, yeah. AI. Yeah. After, right. After eyes wide shut, he was, yeah, here it is. Um, Cujo canine unit joint operations. That's such a, that's such a stretch. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> um, it, but like just the idea of that, I, I'm like, sign me up, whatever bullshit that is. <laughs> and, and, and tell me, do mm-hmm. tell me mm-hmm. Stephen King directly involved in this. Oh no. No, this okay. it it says it says in development, but this has been in development for uh, since before we started this podcast. Uh, right, I'm seeing years ago. Yeah, I'm seeing articles from 2015 about this, yeah. which is actually just before we started this podcast. What about Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? Oof. Does is that real? That's Did real. We talk- That's uh, in post production. It has uh, it has a cast. David Duchovny, Henry Thomas. Hey, we know him. Pam Greer. And uh, looks like it's getting released this year, maybe. Hmm. Oh, good. Good. Oh, right. We talked about this. I I remembered as soon as I saw the synopsis that says in 1969, a a young Judd Crandall. Yeah, we were talking about Ah. like fuckable Judd Crandall. That's right. This guy, Jackson White, who is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like this. Like steamy-eyed guy. Yeah, his IMDb that's picture right. is yep. just him giving like "fuck me" eyes. Yeah, with the an open pornographic shirt. headshot from <laughs> Jackson White here. That's right. We talked about his abs. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was Judd Crandall with abs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, call them come gottas for nothing. <laughs> that's yeah. where the cum goes. <laughs> That's where the ejaculate the goes. <laughs> You'll be wanting to put your ejaculate in the gutters. <laughs> All right. So enough of this, this tomfoolery, yeah, this, this clownish is, behavior. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is a serious show. Right. This isn't the Friday show. This is where we do a serious dissection of amateur films. So That's right. We love One for the Rod, the source material. Correct. We also loved... One for the road, the Reggie Bannister vehicle. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you also ranked that number two, second only to Frank Darabont's The Woman in the Room. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. So for you, you in terms of your guys, it's Darabont, then Bannister. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, when will they work together? God, that would be epic. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Frank Darabont is going to be doing Phantasm 8 with <laughs> Reggie Bannister as the tall man. <laughs> Whoa, he got tall for this role. Yeah, he yeah, I heard he got uh leg extensions. Oh, oh yeah, he role. <laughs> he got the uh the Alpha Silicon Valley guy leg extensions. Totally. <laughs> Did you read that article when that came out a little uh, while ago? No, I didn't. I did not read it. Oh man. It's pretty crazy. Man, it's, Silicon Valley's pretty cool though, isn't it? Uh, 
of course. Uh, it, it's full of like super cool guys that uh, don't have any bad intentions and only well, want to like, do good for the world. They love disrupting things. And they are disruptors. I think that's good. <laughs> you know how like uh, if something is going well, uh, you want it to be disrupted. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know the meme of the kid jamming a stick in the spokes of the bike he's riding? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. That's and and the point of that is that you should do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's that documentary that came out a couple of years ago about social media and all of these like Silicon Valley guys that were responsible for most of social media things. Like this the one guy who invented the infinite scroll, right? He he mm. like wrote the code for infinite scroll. So like yeah. there used to be pages, you would have and like people would lose interest. You'd stop clicking on the pages. But now infinite scroll it just goes on forever. And I he would, was like can, truly sorry, like he was truly, truly conflicted about what he had done yeah, to like Bob <laughs> like Bobby Oppie. Yeah, I yeah. have I am become death. <laughs> exactly. He's right. I am become death, the destroyer of minds. <laughs> I do I would like to kill that guy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I let me rephrase. I have no intention of killing that guy. No, you have or, no plans of killing that guy. But, but. <laughs> if, say, I was... Okay, here's the scenario. Okay. It's the end of summer. It's starting to cool down. Ooh, I love this. I'm up I'm up in my, you know, high-rise apartment, my yep. penthouse. Yes. Taking my window unit out. Of course. I, you know, the, the dust. There's mildew and dust in that unit. Oh, yeah. Gets up in my sinuses. Uh-huh. I do a big sneeze. I lose my grip on the AC unit. Oh no! Just at that moment, <laughs> the Bobby Oppie of Infinite Scroll, yep, is walking by, and he uh, narrowly misses it. But then a car hits him and, and just kills <laughs> Whoa, him. Whoa, that was a close one. He's so distracted yeah. by that. <laughs> yeah, he's not paying then, attention no. to the fact that he's in the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's here's what it is. He is narrowly missed by the AC unit. But then a guy who looks exactly like me with different color hair uh-huh. shoots him in the head point blank execution style. Nice. That would yeah. be fine. <laughs> epic. Yeah, that would be fucking epic. Um, yeah. So that's not what this show's about. No, 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 no. No. We're talking about two other, I would say, more amateur adaptations of one for the road. Yeah, Reggie Bannister is not in either of no. these. They didn't. There is no. There are no names. No names in this one. Yeah, all of these people have been stripped of their names. <laughs> They've given themselves over to the project. Just kidding. <laughs> no, they Just haven't. <laughs> kidding. Uh, first yeah. up, we're looking at an adaptation by Simon Scott, who describes himself as the author of this motion picture. Mm. All right. Well, that's not what you call it, but okay. No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, it's from 2002. Uh, we are setting this version in Oregon, which, of course, is the Maine of the West Coast. Right. They have a Portland. Maine has a Portland. What else? They're like, both lush they're, and it, green and wet. Yeah, they're, it's like symmetrical. It truly is. Um, um, ever. Portland's weird. Uh, Portland, Oregon is weird. Famously. Oh, yeah. You got to keep Portland weird. You must like keep Austin. it weird. And, of course, a town full of vampires. That's quite weird. So That's strange. 
That's one of the strangest um, things I can think of. So, uh, the story, the the short film, mm-hmm. right? We open on uh, a long road with trees. Ah, atmosphere. Uh, of and course, a, if you. You must pay your homage to the greats. Right. Kubrick. Uh, If you're doing a Stephen King adaptation, you gotta do something that looks as much like the opening of The Shining as you can. Yeah. Then the the music starts playing. Bomb, 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 The Shining theme. Um... And then we see a woman sitting at a bar smoking a cigarette. And she is really making a meal out of that cigarette. I got to tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. She's sucking on it like it is heroin. Yeah. Like, the look on her face is like Ooh. she has never felt peace like she feels at the end of this cigarette. Um, she's got tattoos all up and down her arm. Yep. It's got a short sort of cropped haircut, mm-hmm. wearing a just like a work shirt, like a button-down work shirt, drinking a stiff drink. Oh yeah, two fingers of whiskey. <laughs> Let me get two fingers in my whiskey glass. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in. Yep. Now let me suck them dry. Um, so yeah, she's, she's, this is a hard, this woman's hard as nails, of course. And then she starts talking and it's totally incongruous with, (laughs) she has like a bit of like a Claudette from the room. Uh, yeah, I was going to say she's, she kind of reminds me of, uh, Max mom from it's always sunny in Philly. Yeah. Visually for sure. Right. Like, like that. And then like when she starts speaking, uh, she's a little bit more like Charlie's mom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very funny. Yeah. So like they right all these little character details, like she's a tough, tough broad. Yeah. And then the, her first line, the bartender asks her if she wants another drink and she puts her hands together in a prayer pose and goes, please. And thank you. Yeah. Mm, num, 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 num. <laughs> very strange. Yeah. So we actually, um, this, I, I got to be honest with you. I was a little surprised when this I was first, a little surprised too. I kind of liked it. I kind of like the setup here. I agree. I like it too. So we have a frame story yeah. around this, which is set <laughs> two years after the events of the short story one for the road, right? Which is set two years out. So we're four years out now. Correct. <laughs> this is a confusing way of putting it. So basically, yeah. mm-hmm. to go in normal chronological order. The events of Salem's Lot happen. Yeah. Two years go by. Uh, The events of One for the Road happen. One for the Road happen. Um, And then another two years go by, and the mm -hmm. events of the bookends of this short film happen. That's right. Yeah. So a guy comes in. He's a trucker of some kind, right? Yeah. And he's talking about uh, using his GPS. What? What? We have GPS now? Okay. They fly now? <laughs> um, and he's saying he's going to take a shortcut. You know, he's going to going to take a shortcut through uh, Jerusalem's lot. Mm. And no of traffic. course, yes. And this 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 lady who is Booth, her name is Booth. Right. This is Booth. She starts telling the story of how uh well, yeah, so the first clue you get that this is, you know, the next person 
right to make this mistake she basically opens with the sort of like closing uh chunk of the short story where booth is like well this place was tooks and he died two years ago and uh this nice lady bought it and thank god she kept the name all that stuff and uh yeah then she gets into the story of what happened we get a a flashback (laughs) yeah so right and the so the trucker says i'm taking a, a shortcut through uh Jerusalem's lot and she's like uh, you really you should not do that you should go back go the long way just go around the town and he's like why yeah and he's sort like, of a he's a young fella a bit yeah arrogant. he's a young buck he thinks he knows it all and and he's like what have you ever been to uh, Salem's lot and she's like Oof. two years ago January and uh, and then she she launches into the story the the meat of the story the one for the road mm. and we see uh and that meat's name is herb tooklander that's right uh, nice meaty fella uh, oh yeah his big slab of beef yeah um we get our famous one for the road line as he pours him and booth each a beer at closing time yep he pops over the other side of the bar, sits down next to her, and his trademark cough <laughs> begins. <laughs> this man, this man coughs pretty hard by the end of this thing. He does cough pretty hard, and I gotta tell you, it makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> For As yourself. a man with a cough, <laughs> yeah, Rob Tooklander. That's right, Tookie, yeah. Tookie, <laughs> Bobby Tookie. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, things kind of proceed as expected here. Right. Uh, except of course, you know, you can't command the elements, so it's not necessarily going to snow when you shoot your yeah short film. So, so you make it rain. Right. It, a which bit. Like, I, <laughs> Just a little. A little bit. You uh, hear it more than you see it. Yeah. yeah. You, you do see it, but also you mostly hear it. It's uh, a rain so light. That it causes anyone exposed to it for too long to pass out. Yes. As soon it, as they get inside. But, I mean, you ever been in that cold rain? Oh, it's so frigid. It's like little little daggers, little needles attacking you. I suppose. No? All right. Uh, little, the, if it, the little You're an plastics. You're guy, aren't you? Yeah, well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the little plastic swords that you put in like a lime wedge oh, at an man. Applebee's. Nobody uses those things anymore. Jeez. No. That's a shame. Now we fight all our wars online. Yeah. No one's doing uh, a little th- sword battle. Yeah, this used to be a proper country. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not anymore. No. It's uh, an improper country. So this guy sort of stumbles in cold from the rain. <laughs> Wet. Falls there. The, he, here's my favorite thing about doing two of these is I get to watch yeah. two guys do a really bad job of passing out while going, my wife, my daughter, <laughs> my, my wife. Oh. <laughs> and then just this sort of like very cautious <laughs> fall where you like your hands go out in front of you and you, <laughs> you're not really falling at full speed. Right. So, so uh, our guy, he passes out. They get him a blanket. They get him in. They, they pour him a drink, coffee, to warm with him up. Coffee with a shot of brandy. and Oh, yeah. Coffee he's like, plus. He's never, he's never experienced anything quite like this, has he? 
No, he's like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, wow. What? I like it. Yeah. Um, is- so he, he lays it all out. He's like, you know, my, my car uh, broke down uh, a ways up the road, and I had to leave my, my wife and kid and to go get help. I can't. I couldn't ask my wife and kid to walk in a in a drizzle. Yeah, in this light Are drizzle. You, kidding? you see what it did to me? Imagine what it would do to a small child. Oh my god, forget it. So both Took and Booth are like, "Uh, oh, you dumb son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You left your family in, in Salem's the- lot? What? Yeah. You made a left? left? What?" Well, it's I did it say anything on the sign? Well, of course it did. It said Wampier City, USA. No. Po- population, but. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's you know this guy he's he's pushing. He's like you know do you is there a tow truck? Is there anybody that can help me? Can can you give me a ride? I need help. And. Uh, Took and Booth, they sort of like step aside, have a little sidebar, and they're like, "All right, what do we, we got to do? It right? I mean, we got to help this fucking dumbass." Yeah. So then they hate this guy too. Booth tells him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, hey, buddy, shut up. Stop speaking. <laughs> and listen, that. not to give away too much for the second half of the show, which will be available at Patreon.com/slash/GamingPod. Nice. But we got a lot of lady booths in this episode. That's eh? right. A lot of lady yeah, booths. Female booths. And can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Not a not a poor showing of lady tooks either. No, that's true. Oh, okay, so you know, moving right along. <laughs> so uh, so they get Took's truck and they drive out to where the, the car broke down. And, uh, you know, they're like, uh, you know what? You don't want to. I think they say like something like you you really messed up by coming out here and especially at night. You stupid. And he's like, I don't know what the big deal is. And there's this one shot where like it's through the woods and there's like a person standing like deep in the woods. Yeah. And uh as they pass by and and uh the guy, Jerry or Gerald, whatever, is uh he just sort of like he sees it but he's like not sure if he saw it. He's like, uh Okay, moving mm-hmm. on. And then they, they get to the car, and oh boy, oh boy, car's oh, oh empty. Oh boy, Captain, you of all people, you oh, should. Oh jeez. Oh. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so maybe the scariest shot of this. Such mm. like a specific impression. Yeah. It's um, for. Almost it's, nobody. It's for me and my friend Rob. That's it. Really. Uh, so yes, um, they get there. The car is empty. He of course starts screaming and hollering and then his, his wife, um, sort of like wanders out of the woods in the story. She's described as being ethereal. There's sort of like a supernatural, just like wind sort of blowing her long flowing hair around. Yeah. And in this one, she's more so just wearing, like, a jacket. <laughs> she's got, you know, like... Yeah, she's got a jacket on. It, it's uh, not quite as striking. No. Um, she, which is yeah. fine. It, 
she almost looks like uh she reminds me of like Christina Ricci or something where like she has like like a uh, round face and like those big eyes. Big yeah. eyes, big eyes, a bit of a, a Zoe De Chanel type. Sure. You know, the, with the bangs and and the what have you. Sure, sure, sure. Um sure. yeah, so he 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 goes up to her um took and booth her hanging back uh took's got both hands on his bible yeah he's he's coughing a lot <laughs> yeah as this goes on and screaming his head off also he's he yeah, he's... is screaming and then screaming his coughs right. <laughs> right so then uh the the womp wife gets her guy yeah he he goes Say up that and he's with like me. It, what's wrong? And then she says, she says something like, "It'll, it'll all be over soon." Yeah. And then yeah. she, she bites into his neck. She, yep. she goes, "Bleh." <laughs> she gets got. So in classic one for the road fashion, they run back to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Took's having a full on uh, coughing fit. He can't yep. drive. He has to go in the passenger seat. Um, and Booth. Turns around just before she gets in the driver's seat. She sees, what's this? A chubby oh. little wampier boy. Did you immediately think of uh, Pet Cemetery Two? A little like bit because he's got he's got the round face and like the same kind of haircut, right? Yeah, and he and he goes, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I want to watch that movie again. Maybe we should do I that think, for an episode. I think we, I think that we've been talking about doing like a watch along kind of like commentary thing. Yeah, that would be a really fun one to do. That would actually, be re- we, we should. That's oh man, that's a good idea. We, maybe we should do that like uh, maybe a Tuesday episode or something where it's like a commentary, maybe watch along thing. But it's just like it's the 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 king movies that we just love so much that we I hold like in it. the highest regard. I love it. Like Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> Pet Cemetery 2 and sometimes they come back for more. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh right, the little vamp kid uh He catches like, a bible to the face. Yeah, he catches one to the dome and uh they they run back into the truck and they drive away. And then we cut back to present day and yeah. uh Booth is sitting at the bar. Just you know, fin- and she and she's like, and that was the last time I went to Jerusalem's lot. And the guy, the truck driver that she's talking to, is like, "Well, he's that's just, a pretty good ghost story." Yeah, very disrespectful young man. He's oh, just like, yeah. "Shut the fuck up." He you says. don't know shit about anything. Yeah, I'm and gonna drive my truck straight through that vampire town. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, and Booth, in her famous flat. Affect <laughs> gives him one final warning, yep, and a and a cross to carry with him, and then he goes. He's on his way, and we follow him out the door behind the wheel of the car. Yep, and as he drives through Jerusalem's lot, we see Wampir Jerry standing in the street, <laughs> and he walks over to the window and he says, "Please, you have to let me in." <laughs> Can I come in? And he does a tapping on the glass, just like yeah. the Glick Kid in Salem's Lot. Yeah, I don't know about just like. No, I mean, not just like, but I feel like that was did. some sort of a. Yeah, probably a, 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 a nod, homage, whatever, you, whatever mm. it means when like a bad thing copies a good thing. I don't 
Uh, a, a ripoff. Yeah. He ripped it off. He ripped it off. Um, and there, there ends our story. And we know he's doomed because no one can resist these womps. Right. Right? They're then credits are all. Oh, their eyes. So my question to you, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh-huh. I mean, first of all, two questions, I guess. First sure. is, did you know this is a Diego Giovanni production? Oh, no. Yeah, that's Who? what... Just a guy. I don't know. It's, Diego it's Giovanni credits. Sanchez mm-hmm. is, is how he is credited. In the, That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so th- do you want to rank these? Um, we can. Um, we don't have to. Nah, I mean, you know what? Let's not rank it because it's sort of a, we're just, uh, it's sort of a rehash or retread or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, this is not going to be, we, we've done multiple uh, short films before for one story yeah. on one, like on a single episode. So I feel like we're, and you know, we just rank that the one story. Sure. So I, I think we're, I think we're good as far as ranking. Um, but what did you think of this overall? You know, it's, it's like fine. Um, I, I, I got to I like, I do like the, uh, book ending the, the story. I agree. I, th- I think that's a fun little, uh, twist on like just a little way to make it a little different from the actual story and short films. Well, it is like, it's, it's a little different, but I was going to say not to be difficult, but kind of the opposite where it's like, it's, it finds a way to incorporate the ending of the story. That isn't just sure. You know, having someone like look to camera and say that paragraph, you know, it does like the animal house, like, freeze frame you know and then uh you know he went on to be uh to get killed in vietnam or whatever the thing right (laughs) yeah because the short story ends you know like like many many a a short story do horror story do with like the sort of like and uh you know on a quiet night you can still right it's like but it's like because the little the little vampire kid in the short story is like, mister, can you take me to my mom? Uh, can you give me a, a bedtime kiss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last line of the short story is, uh, don't go to Jerusalem's lot, especially not after dark, which Booth says to the truck driver in this. Right. And then the last line of the short story is, there's a little girl out there somewhere, and I feel, I think she's still waiting for a good night kiss. Yeah. So you get to, you preserve that energy a little bit. Totally. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I like the ending where he drives through Salem's lot and he runs into Jerry, and it just sort of ends before um, you know anything happens before mm-hmm. the guy can like pull the cross out or the vampire gets in. Just sort of like this ambiguous ending. Yeah, I think that's fun. Um, I agree. I mean, it's better than like because I feel like you know it's a horror convention certainly to do like one last kill right at the end or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Or like, the and jump that scare like, the, yeah, the, you know, Jason popping out of the water or, or Carrie, you know, the hand coming out of the ground, that kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah. And I feel like this, especially on like a small budget, it's much, much more effective. Like, yes, we already have, like, we already saw someone get bitten Right. So why are we just going to do that again? This right. is like we don't have a, to show that again. We know what happens. Yeah. That that's like that's pretty good storytelling as far as like uh, being economical with mm-hmm. like what you show. 
You know, like, I, we know vampires. We know that she bit him. We know that this guy is a vampire. Like, we don't have to, you know, get all in, into anything further. Like, right. this is it. Yeah. And there's, like, a sort of, like, the the creeping doom of the, like, of Salem's Lot and One for the Road and Jerusalem's Lot, where it's, like, it all feels so inevitable. Yes. So to just have the vampire slowly walk over to the car instead of, you know, right. Um, like a right. bunch of vampires like descending or anything. Instead like that. of what happens in the one we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, right. whatever yes. that may, I'm, I, I don't know about all that, but um, yeah, I think this is like, I think this is a totally solid, Outing. This is yes. a totally solid. This is a solid baby. Yeah, I think it's a solid baby. Solid baby for sure. Do I like it more than the Reggie, the Reggie Bannister one? No, probably not. Probably not. That one's good. That one you get like uh, something that uh, you know. I'll spoil a little bit about the next one. Something we can get with either of these mm. is the Bible sort of like <laughs> melting the face. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, of course. In uh, in the Reggie version, um, the acting's about on par. Yeah, yeah, the acting with, is the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. Overall, pretty good. Pretty good. I feel pretty yeah. good about it. Uh, I like it. It's not the best version, uh, best short film version of this story, but it's still pretty good. Now, um, here's a question. Sure. This is a. This was Kickstarter funded. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you know, okay. having seen the finished product, yeah, would you donate to this Kickstarter and how much? <laughs> That's what we'll do instead of ranking. So, like retroactively, donate yes, to it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, I mean, you know, my immediate answer is no. I would not. Uh, I don't usually support many Kickstarters unless you know. Have you ever supported a Kickstarter before? I don't think so. I, don't I mean, like I so. have, um, but usually, you know, it's like, oh, that's a cool thing. I'm going to, uh, you know, they're making something different. I, I'm going to, I'll support that. But it's never more than like five, maybe $10, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll go for the uh, executive producer tier on it. <laughs> On anybody's Kickstarter, if you don't, you don't want a copy of thousand dollars, <laughs> you don't want a copy of the script signed by <laughs> Gwyn Lurie. Uh, I don't. The actor who played Booth. No, I okay. don't. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I, it's. I mean, if I but if I did donate to this and I yeah. watched it, I was like, and I you know I only invested ten dollars into it. I'd be like, you know what, for ten bucks. Not a bad job. Got your money's worth. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. You know, you're supporting, uh, you know, artists, and they're trying to do their uh, their business. Of course. So yeah, why not? Yeah. And for that reason, I would have given it five thousand dollars. <laughs> this, what difference does it make? It's fake money. Yeah, Rob. it doesn't matter. Support the arts. It's all made up. It's all made up. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. I donate ten in this. Uh, you know, uh, hypothetical situation and mm-hmm. you, you donate 5,000. So yes, I look and that's like a piece uh, of shit, <laughs> but you know, it all comes out in the wash. Cause that's a $5,010 tax deduction for King me podcast, LLC. That's true. Mm. 
Uh, we need to get down to zero liability corporation. Mm. How we do that? I I don't want any liability. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I don't want limited liability. I want zero. I want to be a zero accountability corporation. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be. I guess on the black market. I guess that's zero accountability, <sighs> right? We should. We should be a black market only podcast. You could only find our podcast on the dark web. Mm-hmm. But it's the you same to, thing. We still talk about the same stuff. It's not anything nefarious. It's just on the dark web. How about the only way you can hear our podcast? You buy a human kidney, <laughs> and when you cut it open, there's a a, a podcast. I, I mean, a uh, wait, <laughs> iPod. <laughs> yep. And it's the the red one that has Bono's signature etched into the back of it. Uh. And uh, it's got Songs of Innocence by U2 and our podcast preloaded on it. <laughs> yeah, it's us and U2. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, hmm, do I want to listen to The Ballad of Joey Ramone or King Me, a Stephen King movie podcast? Jesus Is that what that song's called? Did I get yeah, that right? I, I think so, yeah. Um, that, was some- a, that was a... Miracle, the miracle of Joey Ramone. Oh, it's so off. much more annoying fuck off. than we ever could have imagined. Piece of shit. Not a terrible song. Not a terrible song? It's fine. It's not It's not the worst thing U2's ever done. No, it's not the worst thing U2's ever done. Uh, they've done some horrible things. <laughs> yeah, they are war criminals. Um, so, all right, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and we're ta- we're going to talk about the other adaptation, the other short film uh, based on One for the Road. That's and right. We'll uh, we'll be right back. Uh, if you want to if you want to continue listening, obviously, as Dan said earlier, head on over to patreon.com/kingmepod and sign up. We'll see you over there. Okay, bye. <laughs>